Welcome to the Management Insights Podcast Series hosted by McGraw-Hill Education. My name is Debbie Clare, Executive Marketing Manager for our management portfolio. Today's topic, artificial intelligence for students' careers and the organizations they work for. Our guest, Wayne Cassio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Debbie. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Tell us, our audience today, a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a professor of management. I've been in the field a very long time. Uh, I'm a longtime McGraw-Hill author, and uh, the 11th edition of my Managing Human Resources textbook just came out last month. So I'm delighted to have the opportunity to share some information with instructors who may be teaching this. So we're going to dig into the topic at hand. What is artificial intelligence? Well, you know, it's an, it's a... Uh, it's a phrase that scares an awful lot of people. Um, people often think they know what it means, um, but it means different things to different people. Basically, it's anything a computer can do now that used to be done by a human. So, for example, when you're texting somebody and it, you write a half a word and it fills in the rest of it, um, or when you're trying to get from point A to point B, or when you're asking Siri on your smartphone or Alexa um, to do something, turn on the lights, turn, turn off the, uh, turn down the temperature in your house. That's artificial intelligence. And how will it affect jobs? Well, you know, there have been an awful lot of uh, scare tactics, I call them, a, a lot of hyperbole about artificial intelligence. Think about self-driving cars. They are not right around the corner. It's going to be a long time before we see self-driving trucks, semi-trucks, or certainly automobiles. And, uh, and that's true of jobs as well. Um, I think the best statement on this came from Ginny Romady, who's the CEO of IBM, when she was asked this question. And, uh, and what she said is, when you, when you look at the number of jobs that will be eliminated completely, completely automated because of artificial intelligence, it's a very small number. We're, we're talking maybe 5%. If you look at the percentage of jobs that will be changed by artificial intelligence, it's 100%. Everybody's job, no matter what you do, is going to be affected by the internet and the information revolution. So what kind of jobs will it affect? The most obvious ones are those that have a lot of repetitive activities associated with them. So for example, um, uh, data entry is an obvious one. Um, packing boxes, like in a warehouse, we now see robots doing a lot of that. Um, and uh, even even high-level jobs, uh, radiologists, for example, if you think about x-rays, and now with broadband technology and the internet, those x-rays can be sent anywhere in the world just as easily as they can be two floors up in a hospital where a radiologist would read them, and they can be done anywhere. And so hospitals are are largely... Um, outsourcing a lot of uh, x-ray interpretation, but so also tax returns. Last year, about 2 million American tax returns were done in India. You think about this, but the data entry, once you have the data in electronic form, it can be sent anywhere. And so it's a lot cheaper to get the taxes done in India, and you have people who know the U.S. tax code. So what uh, should leaders be doing now? Well, you know, it's a, um, uh, it's, it's, it's an excellent question, Debbie. And probably the worst thing that leaders can do 
is to put their heads in sand and ignore this. They need to think very carefully about their business strategies, about their business models, and how digitalization is likely to affect them. Um, Because if they don't, we have a long history of examples of companies that either went out of business or had to change dramatically. Think about the effects on AT&T's long-distance business when Skype appeared and took 99% of the costs out of making a long-distance or an international telephone call. Think about what the iPad or the iPod did to the music business and music stores. Um, Think about what Netflix did with streaming video to Hollywood Video and Blockbuster. And if you put your head in the sand and you say, well, I'm not going to worry about that or I'll wait till it's I'll wait till it's here and then I'll make some decisions. It's way too late. It's way too late. You have to start moving now, thinking about and enlisting your people to identify trends in the political, the economic, the social, the technical, the legal and the environmental areas and say, what trends are likely to affect our business? Right. And how will we deal with those? Don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, don't think that a small cadre of senior executives sitting in a room can figure it all out. Don't be afraid to ask your people. See them as a source of innovation, not as a source of a problem. Mm-hmm. And when you're teaching, what advice do you give your students and the organizations they work for when you bring this into the classroom? Well, the main thing for students to, uh, and, and as instructors, I mean, we're all um, we're all constantly looked at by students to be the the um, the gurus who have all the answers. I think in this case, that would be a mistake. A lot of our students are so much younger. They're part of the very, very tech-savvy generations. And you know what? When you raise this issue, you're going to spark a very rich, deep discussion on the part of people in the classroom. My goal is to learn as much or more from the students as they learn from me. And I think just raising the issue is important, but but it's critical that students understand that many of the jobs that they will be doing don't even exist now and probably won't exist for the next 10 years or so. Uh, if you think about jobs that, you know, that are involved in virtual reality, in 3D, um, in, in geo mapping, um, in obviously people are going to say, well, computer science is an obvious area. Well, yeah, that's one. But remember, everybody's job is going to change. So students have to constantly be asking themselves, how is my job likely to be affected by a computer? What could a computer do? Now, the the watchword today is not job elimination. It's job augmentation, where the computer actually helps you do your job better or bring you up to a higher level. So a good example is Levi Strauss and Company. Um, Levi's is largely automating much of their finance function, the, the accounts receivable, accounts payable, but nobody's being laid off. What they're doing instead is taking the people who were doing accounts payable and receivable and training them in financial analysis. And the company believes that this is going to open up lots of opportunities for the company and for these people who work for the company going forward. So basically, you need to be proactive, look out for how AI is going to affect your job on a regular basis. You need to be the CEO of you incorporated. Mm-hmm. And in closing, do you have any additional advice for your colleagues? 
I would say don't be afraid to raise this issue. Uh, this is a very timely issue. It's going to remain timely for a very long time. Um, there's lots of information that you can get. You could go to the SHRM website, shrm.org, and just put search, put in a search term, artificial intelligence. Lots of articles are being written um, that will really give you a deeper understanding of this and how it's likely to affect um, organizations and the people who work in them. Wayne, thank you so much today for sharing your advice with your colleagues. To our listeners, check back for future topics. Spread the word to your colleagues about our podcast series. Why? Because learning changes everything. Everything. 